Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On Wax 104.5 for a Monday morning. Good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with Joe Welke. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. So now last week, I was saying how beautiful it is outside, how you can almost see the sunrise. I mean, obviously not the sun, but you know, that morning glow starting did you see it this morning? <laughs> it was lighter out there. Wow. We, we are in a high pressure system, so it's all clear out there. What, so you can see where all are this. you a meteorologist now? Well, yeah. <laughs> high pressure system. <laughs> I'm talking about how, how beautiful the morning is. And she's like, well, we have a high pressure system. <laughs> well, you know, I was watching the raccoons and the rabbits across the road this morning. Okay. So I was paying attention to something. Oh, yeah. I saw three deer, one raccoon, a dead kitten. I felt really bad about that one. Ooh. I didn't do it, though. And then some other critter in a field. But I don't know what it was because it was too far off. Well, I came home from, I don't know where I was, but I came home one one day and there was a fox running up my dra- up my road. Oh, you got chickens, too, don't you? Uh, yeah, I'm oh, not the fox in the that's headhouse. a good combination. Oh, man. I, you know, it's funny, too. A lot of people, when they say, if you have chickens, you're going to get critters. And it's true. If you have chickens or ducks, you have raccoons and fox and coyotes. They, they like, stalk you now. Yeah, one spring I had a raccoon that came and pretty much took care of the chicken herd. Oh, my. And then she was live trapped. And then I found her babies up Aww. in the attic of the garage. Oh, so she was just providing for her family. Yeah, but she she had carnage all over the <laughs> ground. It was not cool. It was not cool. Wow, what a morbid morning. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about carnage on the farm show. <laughs> it happens. Well, you know, but it was a beautiful weekend. This is definitely summertime. This weekend was just gorgeous. Yeah, we had some rain on Saturday, but overall, beautiful weekend. Nice and warm. Yesterday was actually a little chilly for me with that wind and... Compared to Friday and Thursday of last week, that was perfect. 
Yeah, well, yesterday was a little cool, but it was a good day to clean out the chicken house. No, <laughs> clean out the chicken house. <laughs> right away. Now we got raccoon carnage, and now we're cleaning chickens. Hey, you brought up the chicken house, <laughs> so here we are. We've got a busy morning going on here at Wax 104.5. As you can tell, we've got a lot to say and a lot to talk about. But we've got a busy morning here. We're looking at 52 degrees right now in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area. And it's going to warm up. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. You know, Jill just asked me, she's like, are you hungry today? And my response was, yes, I'm starving because I ate chicken last night. <laughs> Man, we, I feel a theme today. <laughs> I was in the mood for chicken, but it does not fill me up. And now I'm like starving this morning. I need some fruit bars or something. <laughs> no, I, I think maybe just a breakfast. We'll we do. can do breakfast. <laughs> We're having a fun morning this morning, and if you are awake and out and about, you will see that the sky is gorgeous this morning. The sun is coming up. We've got a mostly sunny summer day today, the watermelon crawl. Jill, are you familiar with that one? (laughs) I think that's something that we can't really talk about this morning. Oh, right away. You know, we've got, you know, slaughtering chickens and everything. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was carnage. That wasn't me doing that. (laughs) You know, I can honestly say I've never crawled through the door. I haven't either. So, that's good. You've stumbled through, I bet. They, they, well, everyone has. I mean, you of trip. Course. I mean, it's a stumble. I do that when I'm on a normal basis. Of course we do. <laughs> I'm just glad to make it through the door, I guess. E- exactly. It's better than sleeping outside in a vehicle or something. That might get kind of cold. I, and I would think so, too, especially in the winter. Yeah, but then maybe you don't feel it either. Exactly. Well, it is after 5 o'clock. It's 5.01 on 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. It's time to check in this morning with some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky will address the G7 summit today. It comes as President Biden and other world leaders discuss what's the next step in their response to Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken told CNN's State of the Union on Sunday that the U.S. will use the summit to continue to ensure Ukrainians have what they need to help them in their fight. Zelensky also plans on addressing the NATO summit in Madrid later this week. Senator Elizabeth Warren says the government should be left out of decisions that women make regarding their health. Women are not second-class citizens, and the government is not the one that will decide about the continuation of a pregnancy. Appearing on ABC's This Week, the Massachusetts Democrats said abortion should be available to Americans across the board, just like any other medical procedure. To combat the effects of overturning Roe v. Wade, Warren called for sending resources to states, asking the president to make the resources as available as possible, as well as adding more justices to the Supreme Court. With the recent ruling, she said the court has lost its legitimacy. Representative Adam Schiff says the worst-case scenario would be if Donald Trump runs in 2024 and loses. Because there's no deterrent, because there's no uh, effort to, to push back. Appearing on NBC's Meet the Press, the California Democrat explained that Trump winning in 2024 would be better than him losing and attempting to overturn the election. Schiff said evidence shows the former president knew he lost in 2020, but his repeated voter fraud claims eventually erupted in violence on January the 6th. 
And National HIV Testing Day falls on a Monday, today, this year. It's meant to encourage people to get tested, know their status, and get linked to care and treatment. To promote both testing and awareness, NHTD has been held every June 27th since 1995. It's also designed to help alleviate the stigma that still surrounds testing within several population groups. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The leader of the band, so to speak, this year, the Wisconsin FFA, is Casey Dank, leading this officer team. And uh, Casey, of course, from the Mondovi FFA chapter. And Casey, how many officers have we had from Mondovi in the course of the years of you? Have you ever looked back to see how many officers Mondovi has had? I'm not 100% sure on the exact number, but I know a couple years ago we had Samantha Becker. So that's the most recent one that I'm aware of. Well, talk about uh, your year last year as an officer. And now you're the state president. What did you learn last year that inspired you to maybe go on and I want to lead this team? I learned last year that the impact that FFA members can have on us. And I learned, like, your team becomes your biggest supporters. And I honestly just was not ready to hang up the blue corduroy jacket. So I thought, let's, let's give it a try. Let's run for president. And here I am, and I could not be any more excited. What are your goals? And what kind of things have you already talked to your officer team about that uh, you'd like this team to accomplish? I want to accomplish strong relationships within the team and make sure that we're all working as one group to accomplish goals throughout the entire year and to stay like a family because throughout the year we spend so much time together and I think we take it for granted a little bit looking back at my past year. We need to realize like how much like our time does mean together and build those relationships that I know we can. I know Ben did a great job last year at building a family out of our team so I'm striving to do the same thing with this team. So two years on the officer team kind of slows down your uh, plans for the future, but uh, what are your plans for the future once this is all over next year? So I'm currently a junior at the University of Wisconsin River Falls studying egg business with a minor in animal science, and I'm hoping to get a job in the egg industry. Right now I'm shooting to be an egg lender in the future, and I want to stay near home to stay involved in my family's farm. Yeah, talk about the family farm and uh, your dad, mom, and brother. It's going to be a big operation as far as cattle. Yeah, I'm pretty blessed to grow up on our beef cattle farm. So we have beef cows that we also raise cow-calf pairs. And then we also have a finishing barn, so we finish Holstein steers and Angus steers. Now, as uh, you go forward, uh, your mom obviously has gotten a taste of what it's like to have FFA members, I'm sure, sprawled all over her house staying the night. But uh, she was willing to go, let's do another year? Oh, yeah. Our house is always open for FFA members to stay over. It's fun having your teammates get to know your families. That was one of my favorite parts of last year is getting to know all my teammates' families and know where they came from and how they connect to the agriculture industry. So I'm looking forward to that, and I know my parents are looking forward to hosting some more FFA members this year. As you go forward, what are some of the first things that uh, this officer team will be doing now the rest of this summer? Yeah, so right now we're at base camp. We're in our second day in, so we're getting to know our teammates and getting to know ourselves a little bit better so we can serve Wisconsin FFA members to the best of our potential. And then next week we're going to hit the ground running at Way Conference, so we'll get to know all the advisors in our sections and get to do some more networking with the, all the FFA advisors throughout the state. And then throughout the summer, our schedule doesn't slow down. We get to work at State Fair again for two weeks. We get to go to Jag Lake, which will be an absolute blast. And then we also get to go to the Washington Officer Summit for all the state officers across the nation. And that's something I didn't get to do last year. And our entire team gets to go this year, so we're really looking forward to that. And I would assume you probably get to meet a whole bunch of Wisconsin farmers at Farm Technology Days coming up in Clark County pretty soon. Yes, I'm very excited for that. We get to go to Loyal to go to Farm Technology Days and connect with egg businesses and farmers and the industry as a whole. So I'm really looking forward to that. 
And uh, knowing your, your dad especially well, Mark, who's an instructor for the Chippewa Valley Technical College, pretty low-key guy, what was his reaction, and your mom both? Because I talked to your mom, and I asked her if she had plenty of Kleenex before I knew you were going to be selected the president. But uh, what was your dad especially, but your mom's reaction as well? So my mom was elated. She was very excited. I got a lot of hugs, and that was really exciting to see. And as you said, my dad's more of a low-key guy, and he's a tough one, but he's been my biggest supporter and the guy I go to for all of my problems and advice that I need. And he came up to me and hugged me and told me he's proud of me. And those are a couple words that I don't hear often, but when I do hear them, they mean a lot. So that was really exciting to hear, and I'll I'll never forget that. And you shouldn't. Well-deserved, and we look for another successful year out of this Wisconsin FFA officer team under your leadership. Yeah, I'm so excited, and I cannot wait to see where this team goes and where the FFA organization as a whole goes this year. We're looking to beat that membership goal from last year, so the challenge is accepted, and we're going to hit the ground running. And they will do it and get the job done under the leadership of Casey Dink, our new Wisconsin FFA president from the Mondovi FFA. I'm Bob Bosold. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun, Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Rooney Grain, Partners Bank, plus many more. At Macy's.com slash purpose. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's hope that for during Farm Technology Days in Clark County, July 12th, 13th, and 14th, we have good weather like we're going to have today. We're looking at a mostly sunny summer day today, high of 81 degrees. Tonight is going to be partly cloudy with a low of 58. Tomorrow, scattered thunderstorms. There's about a 60% chance of rain with a high of 80. And then tomorrow evening, showers, and then it'll be clear overnight with a low of 54. Wednesday, mostly sunny and warm with that high of 85. And Wednesday night, partly cloudy with a low of 70. Temperatures around the area right now, we're up in Medford. They're at 48 degrees. La Crosse is at 55. Marshfield at 50. Green Bay at 55. Rice Lake and Wausau, both at 51 degrees. Madison, 59 degrees, Milwaukee, 62, and right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we are at 52 degrees, looking for that high of 81. We've got your morning markets coming up next, and those morning markets are brought to you by... Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Having a little bit of technical difficulty here. My microphone just fell off. Well, Jill, kick us off. What's going on with the morning markets this morning? The cash livestock choice-fed beef steers are 146 to 153 with mixed at 140 to 146. Choice-fed beef heifers are 145 to 150 with mixed at 138 to 144. 
Choice Fed Holstein steers are one twenty six to one forty two, with selects at a dollar to a dollar twenty five. Cows are seventy five to a dollar. Bulls are sixty nine to one fifteen, with butcher hogs at ninety one to one fifteen. Sows are forty eight to fifty five, with boars at twenty to forty six. New crop market lambs are two twelve and down. Old old crop market lambs, there's no quote. Feeder lambs, there's two oh five to two twenty. Very good. Thank you, Jill. And looking at the Mercantile Exchange, we've got live cattle for June at 135.35. That's up a dime. August is at 133.37, down 50 cents. October's at 139.75, down a quarter. Feeder cattle for August is at 172.50. That's down 235. September's at 175.07, down a dollar 77. October's at 177.07. That's down a dollar 55. Lean hogs for July is at 110.92. That's up 237. August is at 10677, that's up 310. October's at 9232, up 207. And looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your July corn down 7 at 742. Your December contract corn is down 14 cents to 659. July oats up 9 at 606. July soybeans, that's up 9 to 1620. Your November contract soybeans are up 3 at 1427. July soybean meal up $5.90 to 438.50 a ton. July wheat was up 11 at 935. It was a rough day for the dairy side, but your barrel cheese was down two and a quarter cent to two fourteen and three quarters. Blocks were down a penny to two oh nine, and your double A grade butter was down four cents to two ninety one and a half. And those class three futures, June was decent, up four at twenty four thirty three. July down sixty eight cents to twenty two seventy eight. August down fifty five cents to twenty three fifty. September down forty seven cents to twenty three fifty eight. October was down 17 cents to 23.60, and those markets were double digits downward through June of next year. That's a look at some of your morning markets on Wax 104.5 right now. Since my microphone fell off, we've got to fix that here. It's 18 minutes after 5 o'clock. And a look at some news this morning. The National Farm Medicine Center, along with the Pittsville Fire Company, Hyman Holsteins, Heeg Farms, Marshfield Clinic, and LifeLink, are planning an agriculture rescue training session near Marshfield this fall. In addition, for the first time, a Train the Trainer course will be offered, providing participants instruction on how they can organize and conduct their own agriculture rescue training. The program is being offered October 21st and 22nd and will consist of live presentations and a full day of hands-on training at various workshops. For more information about the Agriculture Rescue Training Program, registration, or videos, go to agrescue.org. That's agrescue.org. And Jill, what else is going on this morning? The Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association named Tour Four awards recipients during the 2022 Summer Tour. Steve Springer of Linden received the 2022 Cattleman of the Year, while Jim and Roxanne Lund of Kaland Angus near Woodville received the Beef Quality Assurance Award. Craig and De- Vicki Dunham of Westby earned the 2022 Friend of the Cattleman Award, and the Environmental Stewardship Award went to the University of wisconsin Platteville Pioneer Farm. Well, congratulations to all of them. Those are some big awards. And speaking of big, Scott, or Scott, Bob had a chance to speak with Scott Stump of the National FFA. So that's coming up next here on Wax. That should be a good story. It is a good story. Excellent. So that's coming up next, and then we've got more markets. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. You know, once you're completed at the Wisconsin State FFA Convention, the next 
area that you train your eye, the National FFA Convention. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee, the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I'll tell you what, I think there's a lot of kids in Wisconsin that are already getting excited about re-engaging in a big way in Indianapolis. That's where the National FFA Convention is already coming together. And boy, Bob, uh, you and I know from experience, you want to talk about crowds, you want to talk about uh, energy, that's where you'll find it in Indianapolis. You really will, because we're going to have state speaking contest winners, proficiency winners, agri-science winners, all competing down in Indianapolis, plus the regular students that just go. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and one of the people that will be in charge of that Indianapolis convention was in Madison, because Scott Stump is the FFA CEO now. He's been on the job for just a short time. But he told us he knows FFA. He's been involved in the organization most of his life. I've been on the job about a year, uh, but I have had uh, 30 years' worth of experience in FFA, agriculture education, and the greater world of career and technical education. It's a pleasure to be in Wisconsin, especially in a year when such great things are happening, of growth to over 23,000 FFA members across this state that are on a path to enter this industry and, and be the next generation of leaders who are going to change the world for us. FFA is is here it's not going away but there are pressures as your job as ceo of the national ffa what are some of the challenges that you see nationwide yeah and as we've seen growth in membership nationwide and we're well above three quarters of a million students across the nation about 1400 or fourteen thousand agriculture instructors and ffa advisors uh, but you know the uh, we've always had a short coming of enough teachers. And so uh, many years ago, uh, in partnership with the National Association for Agriculture Educators, started to teach ag campaign that's helped. Uh, but COVID has exacerbated that. And the, the two years of the pandemic and all the disruption in education, uh, we see a, a number of teachers that are uh, at that point of retirement and choosing to do that. And young teachers that, um, yeah, it's been difficult uh, the past two years and are choosing to step out of the profession. And uh, as we look at openings nationwide, it is one of those critical risk that we're not going to be able to continue to grow and offer premier leadership personal growth and career success to students across this nation uh, unless we uh, do continue the work of bringing uh, new teachers into the profession. It's part of the challenge the fact that teaching agriculture is a lot different than it was 25, 30 years ago and 40 years ago and these were farm boys. Now we've got modern technology that we have to deal with and these teachers have to be all oh, that much better than their counterparts 40 years ago. Yeah, and I can say this uh, as being the son of an agriculture educator but then also teaching myself, uh, yes, uh, you're exactly right. Uh, yeah, as we look to the quickly emerging uh, technology around agriculture from uh, you know drones to automation with John Deere releasing in January the the first fully autonomous tractor that will be commercially out and available this fall. When we think about artificial intelligence, uh, you know, the technology of my day was artificial insemination, and most people don't understand that there's two AIs. Well, uh, you know, the second one, uh, we've got to get our teachers uh, skilled up and equipped so that they're confident stepping into classrooms and helping students embrace that technology. On the national level, the challenges we find for agriculture sometimes they, some areas, well, is, is it still important to teach agriculture? And the challenges are 
our funding for the programs. We've had funding like Carl Perkins over the years and, and different funding like that. What's the status of some of those dollars from the federal government? Yeah, great question. And the problem, uh, not from a Perkins standpoint, but that our students will have to solve for. For those schools that are saying we don't need an agriculture education program anymore, I just want to remind you that there's going to be another billion people on this planet by 2030. And then by 2050, an additional billion people. And all of those individuals will need access to high-quality food and water and fuel and clothing. And that's what our industry does. And we're going to need more people. And be the best and brightest uh, across this nation stepping in to be able to sustainably deliver on that promise. And yes, the Federal Act uh, Perkins... Uh, Five, which was uh, reauthorized in 2018, has a specific place for agriculture. It also has a specific place for recruiting and retaining uh, and preparing uh, teachers. And so, I would look to uh, uh, you know the uh, the work of the states to, to actively contribute and be a part of that, and partners with the ag education and FFA programs in Wisconsin to equip them to meet the need of the strong agriculture industry in the state. What kind of, I guess, criteria is called for? to get those funds, the Carl Perkins funds and others. I hear that uh, some, you have to have somebody certified in, in Carl Perkins language, so to speak. Others say, no, you don't. You just got to apply for it. Yeah, each state sets its own uh, specific requirements based on the law. I mean, the law provides a framework at the federal level, but then states have the ability to individualize that and meet the needs of their local economies. Uh, the prior versions of the act, uh, Perkins 4, uh, which was in 2006, really led to a requirement of or a push towards industry certifications. And I'll be honest with you, uh, over the past decade and a half that I've been working in this space, uh, agriculture has historically not had industry certifications uh, because so much of the craft is learned by doing, whether that be in the classroom, in agriculture education, or on the farmer ranch, or in the ag business uh, with your employer through your supervised agriculture experience. And uh, that's where the, there are new requirements in the new act that allow for work-based learning to meet that requirement of the industry certification so that we can document skills in different ways. And uh, I know the state office, uh, under the leadership of uh, Sharon Wendt, are doing a great job of making sure to incorporate that into how state or yeah, local recipients can access funds. So we can't use that excuse. The money's available. That's uh, what I believe. Now, I am not, uh, you know, I don't have a detailed knowledge of all of Wisconsin's uh, state plan, uh, but I would definitely encourage that it is allowable on a federal level, uh, and those conversations need to continue. And Scott Stump is with us, National FFA CEO at the recent Wisconsin FFA convention. You started out your presentation, Scott, talking about two different things, and I thought it was interesting. Your first one, and I think these students would agree with you, teachers. Teachers make all the difference. Uh, I know that from personal experience, from having uh, uh, two wonderful agriculture instructors in my local program, and then I've seen it in the lives of my children. I'll tell you, as a parent, that's probably the most poignant point for me. Uh, she was able to get them to say yes to opportunities that they would have never listened to mom and dad about. And that's uh, where that intersect between a wonderful agriculture instructor and a student opens up the potential that um, yeah, has always been there but needs to be unlocked, and then from there on, the students just grow. You know, and I think that's very true. That was Scott Stump talking with Mr. Bosold. He's with the National FFA. He's the CEO. You know, educators really do mold children into what they want to be, what they, you know, aspire to be. And it, that's all it needs is you plant the seed, you give it, you know, the education, a little training, and they just take off. Absolutely.
I've seen it in my travels doing the FFA on the airs and all the possibilities out there. And somebody thinks that agriculture is still that pull the plow and pick the corn. It is so not. It's everything from marketing to advertising to right down to growing that corn. Even soil, you know, testing the soils and working with the dirt. A lot of people like to get their hands dirty and do that, but you actually learn. It's it's an amazing, complex industry, agriculture is. It really is. And you mentioned the soils. You know, cover crops are something that has really turned into a big industry, and it helps. It kind of feeds the soil, to say. And it's just amazing, all the different things. From, it is. From processing to processing to growing. Yeah. And if people want to hear the full story from Scott Stump, they need to go to, I'll let you tell them. Go to the WAX website, hit Farm uh, Midwest Farm Report, and I will put it on the podcast. Excellent. That'll be up before 8 o'clock today, so check that out. Plus all our other stories, we like to have some fun. But right now, we've got a busy morning. we got to get to markets. It's almost 30 minutes after 5. So we've got Rocky Olson. He's coming in next from Premier, and this morning's markets will be brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's head to Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. He works with cattle, which they need acreage too. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So it was a beautiful weekend. I don't think anybody can really complain. It was warm, but yet it was nice. Summer, summer like. No, great, great weekend. Sure. Well, great. And you probably have a busy week coming up, so catch us up. Tell me about it. Uh, thank you, and uh, good morning, everyone. This is how last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. Uh, fed cattle traded steady to strong last week. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 123 to 137. Uh, selects, 115 to 122. Your choice beef steers and heifers, 130 to 143. Uh, market cows traded strong. High yielding cows from 85 all the way up to a dollar one. Uh, most cows trading from 65 to 84. Market bulls high yielding from a dollar to a dollar 24. Lower yielding and lightweight bulls, 99 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday. Higher yielding cows from 95 to 121, lower yielding 94 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves uh, sold mostly from 125 to $235 per head. Beef calves 175 to 365. Holstein heifer calves 10 to 90. Uh, this week we got two dairy cattle auctions. Uh, we got a Tuesday special monthly dairy heifer auction. We're expecting four to five hundred head of dairy heifers open bred and springing. Uh, have heifers in. Uh, uh, Tuesday morning before 10 o'clock a.m. if possible for preg checks. Otherwise, they can come in today for Tuesday sale. No charge for feed there. Uh, we do feature a complete dispersal of 150 heifers coming off one farm, complete dispersal. They're going to be baby calves right through all the bred heifers. And then Wednesday, we get an exceptional lineup of parlor freestall cows. Here's some reputation consignments. Here's 18 registered two- and three-year-olds. Parlor freestall milking up to 150 pounds on that load. They're coming from So Fine Bovine. Here's 15 fresh two-year-olds, parlor freestall from Utterful Dairy. Here's 12 fancy two- and three-year-olds uh, that are going to be milking right up to 125 pounds. They're coming from Stonebrook Farms, plus a 60-cow parlor freestall herd, 75-pound uh, average, 120 cell count, some very fancy groups of spring and heifers as well. And we do have a pending herd that we should know today of 50 Holstein tie stalls. 
all cows. Reminder coming up, machinery auction, that's going to be on August 26th. We'll be taking consignments until we are full. Um, like I said, you can start bringing them consignments right now. We will have room for them, so go ahead and start bringing stuff. 715-229-2500. Questions, give us a call. Like I said, the website, premierlivestockandauctions.com, and that's how it shaped up. Excellent. Well, thanks, Rocky, for the update, and we'll catch you again later this week. Have a great day. You too. There he goes, Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. And it's that time of the morning. we got to check in with some weather. We're going to head over to our Skymore 13 meteorologist, Derek Dahlman, and see what's going on with the weather. Good morning, Derek. Good morning, Kristen. How are you on this beautiful Monday? Isn't it beautiful? The sky was crystal clear this morning. Beautiful stars. I was driving in, it was 3.35, and I looked to the east, and you could actually see it lightning already. Like, it was, you could tell the sun was on its way up. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, it looks pretty out there, but it does not feel pretty out there. It's actually pretty chilly um, at the moment. We're seeing those temperatures anywhere from the 40s into the 50s throughout western Wisconsin. Even some of our low-lying valley areas dropping into the upper 30s. But the good news is that will not last long. We are going to see a beautiful start to the week here. Lots of sunshine expected. And because of those, or because of that, excuse me, those highs are going to warm up into the lower 80s. Now, heading into tonight, there will be a few clouds that work in from the west. Overall, most areas should stay dry. We'll see those lows into the upper 50s. Then for tomorrow, we are tracking chances of some scattered showers and storms. Won't be a total washout throughout the day. Just want to be mindful. If you have any outdoor plans, have the umbrella handy. We'll see highs back into the lower 80s right around average for this time of year. And finally on Wednesday, we'll dry out once again. Mostly sunny skies in those high temperatures a few degrees above normal into the mid 80s. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Derek Dahlman. Well, thanks for the update, Derek. Now, is this normal temperatures? Like, you know, being in the 80s during the day and it, like you said, it got chilly overnight. Is that normal? Uh, so this is actually, today's an exception. The average low here in Eau Claire is 59. So we are actually well below our normal low. Now, speaking of those average highs, we're supposed to be at around 81 for this time of year. So high temperatures actually right where they should be, but lows this morning, not the case, but it looks like as we go through the rest of the week, we'll see those lows near to actually above average. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the update, and we'll catch you later on. Sounds good. Thank you. There he goes. That's Derek Dahlman, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, and your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Marquardt Motors would like to thank their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Marquardt Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days, Madison County. Sawyer Brown, and featuring Joe Nichols as well. Camping, food, and fun Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com, sponsored by Rooney Green, Partners Bank, and many more. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yes, and it never did sound so good except until we got here, right, Jill? You bet. (laughs) Monday morning, we're kicking it off here. But it is that time of the morning. We need to check in with some news this morning. And Morgan McCarthy joins us now. And Morgan, catch us up. What's going on in the news today? 
Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. An active scene heading into the weekend as the gavel drop was heard around the world and Roe versus Wade overturned by the Supreme Court. What does that mean in Wisconsin? Well, we'll connect some dots. Now, with Friday's action by the U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade, Wisconsin's 1849 criminal abortion law is back in effect. Governor Tony Evers responded to that. This was at the state Democratic Party convention in La Crosse over the weekend. How many other people are going to be going to prison uh, because of an 1849 law or an 1860 law or a 1900 law. This is ridiculous. Clemency will be offered to anyone that is charged and convicted. Now, Evers is up for re-election in November, along with Wisconsin Attorney Josh Call, who has said he won't use state DOJ resources to prosecute violations of that law. As we look around the state, it was an active weekend for protests around the country, and here in Wisconsin, most of those remained peaceful, and the biggest ones happened in Madison. Thousands of people turned out Friday, then hundreds more over the weekend to speak about the end of RV Wade. We'll continue to follow details on this and how it affects our state this morning. In other headlines that bring us closer to our area, we go to the courts in Chippewa Falls, where it will be at least September before we know if a trial for a teenager accused of killing Lily Peters will be tried as an adult. A judge in Chippewa Falls delayed making the decision in the case. Now, the 14-year-old suspect is currently facing adult charges, but his lawyers may try and change that. Investigators say the teen beat Lily, strangled her, and then abused her dead body before hiding her under leaves along a walking trail in Chippewa Falls in April. Oh, you see a little dip at the Um, To start the week, you might notice that filling up the tank is slightly lower than it has been, with gas prices down about 13 cents across the state from last week. It was a water rescue on the Mississippi River for a group of boaters and a couple of pups as well. There was a pontoon that was stranded near Lac south of La Crosse. The boat's motor died. There were eight people and two dogs that were rescued. Everybody made it back to shore, so some positive news to start your week there. And we doggy paddle back to the barn and hand it off to Kristen Jill in the Midwest Farm Show. Then just after 6, Alex Edwards come in to make a splash. We'll get you going on a Monday live local and right along with you on Wax 104.5. Thank you, Morgan. And there she goes, Morgan McCarthy. She's going to check on some more news for us for later on. And it, that's one thing I've noticed. I've been to the beach a couple times. A lot of people put dogs in their boats. They do. It's kind of neat. I took my dog one time, but she stinks so bad that I won't <laughs> take her with me anymore. Well, she scared the fish away or what? <laughs> well, I just don't think I could ride with her in the truck. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, we don't take our dog. I took her, we tried camping with her, but she was just like, she's not used to being tied up. You know, we're outside with her all the time, so she stays in our yard. But at a campsite and campgrounds, she wants to just roam, so. Too many new smells. Too many too much. new smells down probably, there. Probably overwhelming Yeah, for her. a lot of hot dogs, too. <laughs> Well, we get to check in with some more morning markets. We're going to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. And Jim, catch us up. What's going on this week? Choice beef steers and heifers $1.20 to $1.40. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers $1.20 to $1.40. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers $1.34 to $1.39. Choice Holstein steers $1.20 to $1.33. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers $1.19 and down. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from $86 to $1.07. We had a top of $1.12.5 on a high yielding Charlet cow. 60% of the cows sold from $61 to $85. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from $60 and down. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, July 8th. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register to bidder on Kettle USA or to consign Kettle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. 
Have a great day. Thank you, Jim, and you as well, Jim Lindsay with the Equity Altoona Barn. And now we're going to head up to the Equity Stratford Barn and check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, and a good morning to you and Jill. Uh, before we uh, just get the uh, sales schedule for this week here at Equity Stratford, did, uh, uh, did you ladies get uh, rain at your places over the weekend? Or? On Saturday, we had a little shower in the morning and then in the evening, like, you know, later evening, then it had rain. How about you, Jill? I got some rain in the morning, and then I got some... It was downpoured, actually, when I was working on my homework. Okay. It came through. I oh. just watched it. was kind of cool because it was light, and then all of a sudden, boosh, big mm-hmm. drops. Yeah. Well, I know there's... Uh, folks are trying to make hay and stuff, but uh, I know there's some areas that did get, uh, you know, substantial half-inch or better, but uh, nothing right here where I live, so uh, hopefully maybe uh, the chance will be a little better this week and Thursday because it's not... Not critically dry, but we need the rain for the corn in the second crop. So. Oh, definitely. Yep, keep everything yep. a little, you know, dampened down, too, all that dust. Yeah, well, that's just part of, at least it's not going to be 95 degrees today like it was last Monday, so. True. Well, Jerry, catch us up. It's a busy morning. What's going on over at Equity in Stratford? I will do that, and a very good morning to everyone, and uh, thank you, ladies. And uh, this will be the sales schedule this week here at Equity Stratford, and we'll have a full marketing week on tap, as per usual here, and we'll get started this morning, uh, bright and early this morning, with uh, market cattle. We'll sell conventional market cows here on Monday, also fed cattle and market bulls. Uh, we will do. Uh, we will sell the uh, baby calves at 1130. And, of course, markets closed fully steady last week. The demand continues on uh, both the market cows and the baby calves, so we'll Hopefully that trend will continue this week. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we get started here at 10 o'clock here in Stratford uh, with the hay and betting auction. And we do have betting available for that sale tomorrow, as well as uh, uh, we do have small squares of uh, hay. I know folks are looking for small squares. A lot of folks don't make those anymore. So we'll have some of those available for you tomorrow, along with some uh, larger uh, large squares also. That'll be the hay auction tomorrow. That'll be at 10 o'clock. Also tomorrow on uh, Tuesday here in Stratford at 11 o'clock, we'll sell organic market cows, followed by the conventional market cattle. Uh, Wednesday for marketing day starts at 10 o'clock. Uh, we do sell, of course, uh, all the market cattle on Wednesday. Uh, we do sell most of our fed cattle also on Wednesday. Sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves. Uh, noontime start uh, Wednesday for our feeder cattle sale this week. Thursday, our auction does start at 11 o'clock. We do want to mention our next dairy sale here in Stratford will be on July 12th. Uh, we do have a complete herd dispersal of registered Holstein organic milking cows and bread heifers. Uh, we got a lot of information on the website for this herd. Again, put that date on your calendar, folks, July 12th. Uh, I know there's another big event going on that day, but uh, anyway, if you folks are looking for some really good organic cattle, July I-12 here at Equity Stratford at 11 o'clock for that sale. And uh, also a lot of information on our website. We invite you folks to take a look at that. Equity Co-op, work on the Stratford page. And uh, I guess that's all we have this morning. Also, do keep in mind, like I said, we do sell organic market cattle every Tuesday here in Stratford. So you ladies, enjoy the day. And uh, like I said, that uh, big farm show over there, uh, Kristen, just uh, what? about three weeks away, a couple, two weeks away, huh? Yeah, a little over two weeks away, two weeks and one day. As of tomorrow, it'll be two weeks. So, yeah, it's coming fast. Is the tent city going up yet, or? Yeah, the tents are going up starting today, so it'll be exciting to see. Okay, well, now they they have a special air-conditioned booth for you ladies uh, to sit in to give autographs, correct? Of course. 
That's, oh, all right. That's exactly how it's going to work. You know, we're going to have, like, masseuses come in, massage, and, you know. Do they supply you with a few little adult beverages, or do you want me to bring something? Oh, the more the merrier. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, maybe there are some places no carrying, so I have to be careful, huh? Well, you can, you know, we'll just meet on the on the road or something somewhere. You know, that way we're not in or out, and it's not a carry, and it's kind of public. <laughs> We'll figure it out. Well, anyway, there's a lot of stuff going on here at the end of June, and uh, again, a lot of dairy breakfasts have pretty much concluded, so we're going to thank all the wonderful families and uh, groups that put those together because it's been a, a very successful season and a lot of record crowds, so uh, good. We're kind of back in the swing of things, and so with that, um, we'll uh, send it back to you ladies, and I'll be back here tomorrow morning to give an update on how the markets are shaping up here today. Sounds good. We'll catch you later, Jerry. Thank you much. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald with the Stratford Equity Barn. We've got morning markets and an alfalfa program, plus the weather. Lots more coming up. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at some morning markets this morning. We've got on the Chicago Board of Trade, your July corn is down 7 to 7.42. Your December contract corn is down 14 cents to 6.59. Looking at your July oats up nine cents to six oh six. Your July soybeans are up nine also to sixteen twenty. Your November beans are up three to fourteen twenty seven. Your July soybean meal is up five dollars and ninety cents to four thirty eight fifty a ton. Your July wheat is up eleven to nine thirty five. Looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese down two and a quarter cent to two fourteen and three quarters. Blocks are down a penny to two oh nine. Your double A grade butter is down four cents to two ninety one and a half. And your class three futures for June. Up four cents to twenty four thirty three. July down sixty eight cents to twenty two seventy eight. August down fifty five to twenty three fifty. September down forty seven cents to twenty three fifty eight. October down seventeen cents to twenty three sixty. And then the markets were double digits downward through June of twenty three. Country elevators in the area. We've got Golden Plump in Arcadia at seven eighteen for corn. Baldwin is at six eighty for corn and fifteen sixty four for beans. Durand is at six eighty and fifteen fifty four. Mondovi is at 680 and 1559. Elmwood is at 685 and 1564. Fall Creek is at 665 for corn and 1549 for beans. Osseo is at 690 for corn and 1564 for beans. Elk Mound is at 689 and 1569. Sparta is at 684 and 1573. Ellsworth is at 665 for corn and 1539 for beans. And your ethanol plants in the area. Boyceville is at 730. Stanley's at 686. New Richmond's at 680. And that's a look at those morning markets on the Chicago Board of Trade. And now we're going to hear from Dr. Dan Undersander on your next Grow Alfalfa Update program on the Leaf Hopper. It's haying season in Wisconsin, and we're going to talk about some of those challenges of making hay with Dr. Dan Undersander. Dan, of course, our state forage specialist on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And Dan, those little critters that can cause us a lot of problems are coming back. How bad is it, and what's our recommendation to take care of them? That's right, Bob. Over the next uh, few weeks, we'd expect some of the potato leaf hoppers to blow up with some of these uh, winds from the south and uh, and attack our alfalfa fields. Uh, this year, with hay priced as high as it is, uh, the losses that they can cause will be a larger economic number than ever in the past. And so we'd strongly encourage people to uh, scout their fields and to spray for the insect. Uh, with the potato leaf hopper, we can easily lose uh, 20 to 30% of our yield. 
And so scouting and spraying is a good idea. The important thing to keep in mind is that uh, the potato leaf hopper causes a V-shaped yellowing on the tip of the alfalfa leaves. However, when you see that, it's too late. Uh, the leaf hopper comes in, it sticks its mouth part down in the uh, vein of the alfalfa leaf, uh, sucks some of the sugars and amino acids out of it, and then moves on. But w then that leaf yellows because that vascular system has been damaged by the insect. So when you see the V-shaped yellowing, it's too late. The important thing to do is to get out there or have someone get out with a sweep net to uh, sweep the field and look at the number of leaf hoppers that are there and the stages of those leaf hoppers, whether they're immature or, or full size. The general recommendation with a sweep net is in 10 sweeps, a number of leaf hoppers, if they exceed the height of the alfalfa in inches, then we should spray. So it takes fewer leaf hoppers on recently harvested alfalfa to cause significant economic damage than it does to cause economic damage to older alfalfa uh, closer to being harvested. So do watch at this time of year, again, especially with the high hay prices and the value of the hay. Do have the field swept and do spray according to the uh, level of the leaf hoppers that you find. I might add another factor affecting leafhopper uh, populations is the weather. And when we have dry, hot weather, then the leafhopper populations build up faster than if we're having periods of rainy weather. In all cases, uh, do have the field swept, do spray according to the threshold to minimize the loss of alfalfa to these insects. We've had plenty of wind, too, to help blow them in. Thanks, Dan. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, with us once again on our Next Girl Alfalfa Update program. And, of course, that's the Next Girl Alfalfa Update program. Talking about those leaf hoppers, um, Jill, have you ever seen a leaf hopper? I think I probably have. <laughs> I don't know that I've always been able to identify them, though. There's, it's something interesting. I mean, you should actually go to these like forage field days that they have. It's really interesting to see what they look like. And when they say they're sweeping for them, they just go back and forth real fast and they get caught up in the net. And yeah, all kinds of bugs in there. And they catch the little buggers. Well, only the few that are in those nets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That, that'll that be the next thing. Go out there, kids. You know, my, my siblings had to go out and pick Yellow Rocket. My dad says, I'll, you know, I'll pay you a penny a stock. This was back in the day. And they, they had, he had to pay him quite a bit of money. <laughs> but, you know, that'll be the next thing. Kids, go out there and pick grasshoppers. I had to do that. See how many you could catch. Yeah. Um, the yellow rocket and stuff sure has taken over in some different oh, crops. Oh, yeah. Though. That's nasty. Yeah, so send your kids out there. Have them pick it. Rock Pickers Union, the Yellow Rocket <laughs> Rocket Union. I think we could have some fun with that. I think we could. <laughs> well, we are five minutes before 6 o'clock on a Monday morning. We're at 52 degrees right now, looking at a mostly sunny summer day with a high of 81. Tonight, partly cloudy and 58. Tomorrow, a chance of thunderstorms, 80 degrees. Wednesday, 85. What better way to celebrate all things agriculture than with a good old country music concert? Farm Tech Fest, Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal, featuring Madison County Sawyer Brown and Joe Nichols. 
On-site camping is available. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. A huge thank you to some of the great sponsors, Partners Bank, Rooney Green, and many more. Join Macy's and the Trevor Project now during Pride Month to support life-saving suicide prevention services for LGBTQ young people. Donate today at macy's.com slash purpose. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.